I don't know whether you guys are old enough to remember a show on TV, and it was an American show, so I can only assume that it was on in America while it was on over here. It was called Happy Days. And, um, <laughs> Who doesn't remember Happy Days, <laughs> Gary? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Well, this morning I'm the Fonz. Right? Remember the Fonz? <laughs> And you know, Fonzie had trouble with some words, and one of the words that he had trouble with was uh, I was r r r r wrong. <laughs> So if you guys don't mind, especially Rick and Elaine, if we can back up in Romans to Romans uh, chapter 3. Um, uh, verse, chapter 8. No, sorry, chapter 8, verse three. 3, which we covered last week, verses 3 and 4. When we actually finished the Bible study and got offline, Gloria said to me, Do you know what, Gary, um, uh, while you were speaking, I was reading um, Andrew's commentary, and it was um, different to what you said. So I went and had a look at Andrew's commentary and, you know, I stand corrected. I had put the wrong spin on it, so I need to correct that right now. Yeah, so here we are. We're back at uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 3 and verse 4, which really need to be read together. So can, first of all, Gloria, can I get you to read verses 3 and 4 together, please? Mm -hmm. And I might just put... Um, a mute on, not a mute, yeah, yeah, I think it's called a mute, um, because I am getting a little bit of background noise. So guys, just remember that star six brings you straight back in. So if you can read verses three and four. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. I've just gone straight to my notes here. Romans 8 verse 3. Sin was condemned in the flesh of Jesus, verse 3, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, in verse 4. And that's a way simpler explanation than what I gave you last week. So if we can go to verse 4, and I'll just read from my notes there, and I just say there's a lot in verse 3 and 4. They should be read together. This is big, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Using the word might puts a qualification on the statement. What is that qualification? Well, it goes on to tell us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. I'll open the lines back up. Do we have a comment? Uh, would you like to make a comment on that, Melissa? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. All right. And Rick? Not to open up a can of worms, but what's different than... I don't recall what, what perhaps, if there was any controversy what it was last week or what it could have been then um yeah. so what's the what's the difference what is it what's the revelation okay. that you got okay you don't mind uh, no no i don't mind at all verse three was where i had it wrong 
because I had basically verse 3 is talking about let me just read it again for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh God sent in his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh it was this condemned sin in the flesh and the question was whose flesh Hmm. and I read into I read verse 4 and if you see in verse 4 it says but fulfilled in us I wrongly uh, linked that be fulfilled in us with condemned sin in the flesh and that was incorrect what I said last week that was 100% wrong was that it was our flesh that somehow what Jesus had done at the cross allowed us to to be condemning sin in the flesh. No, that that's wrong. It was Jesus who condemned sin in the flesh. This be fulfilled in us is not about condemning sin in the flesh. It's about that the righteousness of the law, the mm-hmm. righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, not that sin being condemned in the flesh is not be being fulfilled in us. I'm not going to try and justify it. I had it 100% wrong. I really needed to jump back there and correct that. Mm. Thank you, Gary. Yeah. You're welcome. So if we can jump forward, everything else that we discussed after that was was fine. If we can just go to Romans 8, verse 10. Mm-hmm. So just skip down to verse 10. Yeah. This morning we're starting at Romans chapter 8, verse 10. Mm-hmm. For those who are joining us by and listening to the recording after the event, after the Bible study. Uh, so I'll get glory to read. Verse 10, please, Gloria. Mm -hmm. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. When I was preparing for the Bible study, and in fact, I did some preparation yesterday, but it wasn't until this morning that I was reading it again. And I changed my notes here, and I've got Paul's description in verse 10 alarmed me somewhat. Let me just go there. Verse 10 from the King James Version. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. And, you know, if you have a superficial look at it, it kind of sounds all right. But when you start looking at it this close, this is us born again. And he's saying, and if Christ be in you, Christ be in you, The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, I know it makes sense, but the best I can say is it alarmed me until I read verse 11. Mm -hmm. Verse 11 says, but if this, see the word but, but, it's (laughs) like a big but. So he's got like, I've said this, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Mm -hmm. I went, praise you, God. That is so good. So it, it, right, it just took away that alarm that I had about verse 10 um, just just by continuing to read it in the context of verse 11 
and I've probably covered verse 11 there, Gloria. So mm -hmm. can you read verses 12 and 13 for me, mm -hmm. please, or for us? Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live, but sorry, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Let me just have a look at some references there. Okay, Romans 8, 13. Verse 13 is also said in much the same way in Galatians. Uh, I've got a reference there over to Galatians 5, 16. It says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Uh, so let's see. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. So, yeah, it's worse. To me, it's saying the same thing as, as that verse over there in Galatians. Any comments on 12 and 13? I usually have more to say about it, but I think it's pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. Yes. Verse 14, please, Gloria. Mm -hmm. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Yeah, well, that's, that's one of the really big powerful yeah. verses in the entire Bible isn't it um, yes. we all know it and we know it well in the beginning of my Christian walk I was taught that this is God's preferred way of speaking to us for as many as are led by the spirit of God these are the sons of God God is a spirit and he leads us by his spirit God can come to us in visions and dreams and he can speak to us audibly and he can lead us by his spirit. So uh, my understanding is that this is his preferred method because it cannot be counterfeited by the enemy. Mm -hmm. Of course, he can only lead people by his spirit when that person has their spiritual receptor open. Yes. We have to have the eyes of our spirit and our understanding of our spirit. In other words, we have to have our spiritual eyes open and our spiritual ears open to hear the things of God, to be led by the spirit, because it's, it's not in this realm. It's in the spiritual dimension. The verse that I'm getting right now is God gives us the desires of our heart, which has two interpretations, both being... 100% correct. One is he fulfills the desires of our heart or allows us to fulfill them. He is the author and finisher of our faith. The other interpretation of that verse, God gives us the desires of our heart, he places them there. If you've got godly desires in your heart, if you've got anything good in your heart, then the source of it is the Father. Mm -hmm. The Father of lights. Yes. Yeah. Any comment there, Rick? Well, along that very same line is that he gives us the desires of our heart, but he also gives us the desire to please him. He places that in our heart. Philippians uh, 2.13, I think it is. And then he also gives us the performance to accomplish that. It's nice to know as we hop, skip, and jump along, recognizing we're missing some stuff, and we're not doing all that we could, which really ties into this verse as well. 
we all have the availability to be led by the Spirit, yes. but that doesn't mean we're being led by the Spirit. Being born again, that's there. It's available. We can take advantage of it, but we're not always doing that. But mm-hmm. what's also good to know is say, is, is to remember, Lord, you said you would place in my heart the desire to please you. And I, I see myself not pleasing you, or from my perspective anyways, but yet you said you, you place in my heart. So, um, I can back off myself a little, which I, we need to do anyways. It's not be complacent or be, we'll even take it to the extreme of, uh, is it lascivious to sin, you know, to just do whatever. No, we, we don't, that's not where we want to be. But we still have to remember to get our eyes off ourselves and find the word that helps us that says it would help us, that says what it's doing, that not only says who we are, but says what God is doing in us, not what we're doing in ourselves. It's so easy to find our faults as well as then it makes it easy to find other people's faults and to not bother to pray for them to have success instead of praying for them to repent or to change or to see the light, but instead pray that God does in them what he's promised to do in believers and also pray pray for them that are not believers and exercise our heart as his heart that they be saved and that he do the work in them that calls them and, and brings them to the point of uh, the prodigal son where they come to themselves and realize they have a father they don't know and they need a savior to reconcile them and so it just I kind of I guess got a little bit deeper there than I intended to but it's good to know that these things including being led by the spirit are something that we can call upon the father to continue to instill in us and put that desire in our heart and same as the prodigal son that we're praying for put the desire in their heart to seek you lord and when they turn around and start to seek you they'll see them you're right there running and hugging them and kissing them and Mm -hmm. not letting them uh uh, condemn themselves uh, but instead show them how much you love them and we're right there and that you honor them you put sandals on their feet you put the ring on their finger and you bring the best coat for them, and, and then you show them your sacrifice that you did for them and how much they're loved and bring them into the celebration. And that's what we can ask for and what the ground we have to stand on to be praying for people who are as much or as little as the scum of the earth, and yet we still can pray for them with God's word, with, mm-hmm. with what Jesus took the time to tell that story. The story wasn't about, it wasn't even about the man repenting. It was about the man in the flesh saying, I'm hungry. Dad, I could eat his dad's servant. His, his heart still wasn't in loving God. And that's amazing that even the wrong pretense can be a road to God, to our Father, to the Savior and the, um, 
being introduced to the love of our life that we don't even know mm-hmm. that loved us before we ever cared and it, that's just the amazing relationship God wants with us and so we do at some point need to realize being led by the spirit is what we want we have to be wanting that and asking we'll call it opening the door up for the father to do what he's promised because he won't force putting the desires in our hearts that he he wants to do. We still have to invite him to do that. He'll, you know, he does a part of it. I'll put it the part, the part that's, that's wooing us, the part that's courting us. He'll, he'll do the part to draw us, but we still have to invite him to do what he's promised. And, Um, so. Yes, that's good. Would you like to jump in there with comment, Melissa? No, I thought that was brilliant. That was great. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely yeah. spot on. I love how he mentioned when the prodigal son, which is really interesting. The word prodigal is not even in scripture at all, which is kind of interesting. Because I went to look up to see if I could find that word because I was kind of raised all my life, you know, with that with that term prodigal, which prodigal means waste, wasted or wasteful. And so, um, but I, I love what was just mentioned there is that he came to the end of himself, that we can pray for our loved ones, um, that they come to the end of themselves. I love that. I love that term because God's intention is that no man should perish but have eternal Amen. life. And, and that means on a moment by moment, he doesn't want us to perish moment by moment. We always think that's the end of the day or the end of our lives. No, that's today, you know? And so I thought, I thought that was wonderful. That that's great. All, all that you all are sharing. It's just beautiful. Great Gloria, would yeah. you like to, uh, yeah. uh, no. you know, sometimes Gloria's here, taking notes and reading Bible verses for me and doing the research behind the scenes. It's good to have your input too, Gloria. I just really love what you said, Rick, and I also agree with what you've just said, Melissa. I I think that we do need to come to the end of our self. You know, that's when we... Sometimes it takes mm. you to come to the end of yourself before you turn to God, you know. An unbeliever asked me once, he was asking questions, but I don't really think he was looking for answers. He had the answers, but he wasn't only searching Christianity, he'd looked at other religions as, as well. And he said to me, you know, why is it people have to actually be at rock bottom before they reach out to to God and start looking for God and and out of my mouth came the word pride you know you you've, you just um so long as you can do it your way you will but when you hit absolute rock bottom um which is what I was getting from what Rick said um yes. I can't remember you can't remember the phrase you used Rick but um sometimes the end of yourself the end yes. of yourself mm-hmm. the end of your pride it doesn't mean the end of that you haven't got any stuff left, but sometimes that that pride is what stops us turning to God. I do have um, a couple, just a quick little comment that came to mind as I was listening to uh, you, Rick. And it took me to that verse where Jesus turned to his disciples 
and he said to them, um, who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. And Pe- Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus said to him, flesh and blood has not revealed to this to you, but my Father in heaven. And he went yeah. on to talk about on this rock, the revelation that God the Father had given to Peter on this rock I will build my church in several other places in the Bible it tells us that God shows no partiality towards Mm -hmm. any man now my belief is that God the Father reveals who Jesus is to every man and woman on the face of this earth if he didn't do that he would be showing partiality my prayer for the unsaved is based on this concept, theology, doctrine, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it, what I've just described. And and I pray that God will send good laborers across their path. Yes. Because as Melissa said, God the Father has declared his will is that none should perish. None. Zero should perish. That is the will of the Father. We are called to preach the gospel, mankind, not angels. It's man who is preaching the gospel. And sometimes we're not the right labourer. We're not the good labourer, especially for our own children and our own family. But as we are faithful to reach out to the children of other men and women, God is faithful to send those good labourers across uh, the paths of our children. I see it uh, kingdom law here, Rick, um, that we actually are giving God permission to fulfil his will in the earth because he gave us authority yeah. and dominion in the in the earth. So it, it comes yeah. back to kingdom law. We just... We do it in a polite way. We pray to God and we ask him, but the words, the audible words out of our mouth allow his will to be done in, you know, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's exactly just just the way I... Invitation is the way I put it, but it's an invitation. Uh, Sometimes it's a declaration. Uh, It's... um, And, you know, I, I... didn't include, but I do include, actually, as I pray for uh, my children, I I include the very same thing that you said, is that he sends laborers, workers, yes. across their, their path to bring them the gospel of truth, the gospel of grace. Amen. And Amen. That, that's part of the process, and it's how they come to themselves. And I also pray... Sometimes I ask him, and sometimes I command the scales to fall from their eyes and the confusion to be cleared from their mind so that they can come to themselves and Mm -hmm. realize. And, you know, yes, they need a Savior, but it's real easy for people to focus on Jesus as they need to, but make it be Jesus only and forget he was all about the Father. This is what it's all about, is the Father. And so it really is the Father, but he's the reconciliation. He's the, he's the path. He's the only way that if they, if they seek the Lord, they find him and find Jesus in the process yeah. uh, also because the, the Father called for the fatted calf to be killed and not be killed and brought, be brought right in front of him and kill it in front of him. So he saw the sacrifice, and that 
it was a personal thing. I'm doing this for you, son. And that, along with many other things, and the revelation of this first came from Andrew, but there came additional revelation through Joseph Prince, the magnitude of this and how personal it was mm. and how intense the love of the father was to not even let the son repent in front of him, to not even point out, you're only here because you're hungry, but mm. instead made him a, a, a son, proved to him he was part of the family, gave him sandals, and put him in a place of honor within the family. He has done nothing at this point other than show up. Yep. Yet yep. this is how intense the father's love and the son who was the sacrifice said, put me in, Dad, put me in for uh, the wayward son who mm. who didn't care, wanted you to die, couldn't wait for you to die, and instead said, give me what's mine now. And the father did it. Uh, mm. And there's a lot more to that story, but, um, uh, yeah, Rick, you were Rick, right on. Rick, yeah. can, I, can I just jump in? And I just feel really strongly that we sh we should pray for our children right now. I'm sure I have children that I would like prayer for. They've been raised up in the way of the Lord. Yeah. Um, but there are probably lots of people listening who will listen to this at some point in the future who also have children that they would like prayer for. And you have such a good handle on it, Rick. Would Would you like to right now just to pray as you would pray for your own children, just to pray for all of those children that have, you know, for our, straight, children. For our children who have strayed away or or who don't know the Lord, and just bring it to the Father right now. I, I would love to. And I, right before I do, I'd like to share something with one of our children who is struggling, frankly, struggling with alcohol and it destroying his his family. He posted just yesterday and he he's very been very resistant you know in in several ways about even facing it mm -hmm. and he said that new life you want so bad is going to require you to let go of the old one dot mm -hmm. dot dot completely mm -hmm. so for him to make this post was just wow. one of those indicators that the Holy Spirit is working, yeah. that mm. what appears to not be happening, appears to be falling null and void, appears to be even going worse because things have gotten worse. Uh, yet this is what he posted, and I, I just could only say praise God. Wow, and, yes. Um, yes. You know, so... As we are praying, I wanted to bring this testimony up before the prayer yes, so that uh, we're standing on a very fresh, it's working. Yes. And so, yes, Father God, oh, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we just thank you. We thank you, first of all, as Jesus said, that you hear us. We thank you that that when we speak to you, you're listening, and we we all have loved ones, children, family members, friends, 
uh, even people that we don't hardly know, but but have allowed you to place your love for them on our hearts. And we we just ask that you continue, first of all, to be faithful because that's what you are. And we're we're not asking you to do something uh, you haven't already said you want, that this is what you want. Mm-hmm. You want us to bring the good news to the world. Well, to the mm-hmm. world, first of all, starts with our family. That's mm-hmm. our world. Mm-hmm. Then our, the, our world is those others in, uh, of our extended family. And then our, there are those that are our friends and acquaintances. And then it's our community. And then it's just whoever we meet. And we ask that in the right circumstance, we are the ones bringing the good news. Yes. And in the other circumstances where we are not to be the one, then we are supporting. We're supporting in love. We're supporting in prayer. We're supporting financially if that's where the need is. Yes. That we get also the reward that you promised. The first reward is sharing this good news that that sometimes bubbles out of us mm-hmm. and that we ask that it be hung to the ears of those who care. Mm-hmm. That there is, and, and if there's offense, it's an offense that is short-lived because the Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. there convicting, not mm-hmm. condemning, but That's right. just convicting and drawing and showing there's something new to them. There's something that you are doing that where they see no way out, you have prepared a road in that wilderness. And when they are drying up and and dying and want to die, mm. you have provided the river, the, mm. the fountain flowing in yeah. the desert that 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 just refreshes them and mm. and and brings life to them and that they too will desire I want a drink of this well. I mm. want more than just the taste. I want more than just the smell. I want more than just the visual of oh maybe there's hope. I mm. want to and to be drawn to whatever the source is available. Mm. Uh starting with their own Bible, their own, anyone they know that that you know will provide the yeah. gospel of truth to them and not yeah. lead them down the path of religion, lead them on, down the path of, of uh, uh, condemnation and of doing and self-works, but lead them to that refreshing well, the, yeah. the well that, that, uh, only provides refreshment, mm-hmm. redemption, uh, grace, and mm-hmm. uh, and the the grace that changes everything, mm-hmm. and that all of our loved ones, all of our acquaintances, all of our friends will start to see in us something they just can't deny. 
and <laughs> bring them to themselves to say, I got to find out. I don't know what this is about. I don't even remember that old Derek Christian. And, but I got to ask them, what's different? I want what That's you got. Good. Amen. That be right there, you speaking through us, you being the one that is providing the refreshment, you being the one that is drawing, but it's, it's your light shining from us that mm. has been the beacon that they seek us in their, their world of darkness and where, where perhaps they're coming to the end of themselves. And mm. we ask that they don't have to come to the end of themselves, that it doesn't have to be that. But if mm-hmm. that's the way it has to be, then let us be that light that points mm. them to you, Lord Jesus that points them to the, the the salvation and the understanding of what that salvation is. That it's not the fear of going to hell, but it is the love of the Father, the love of the mm. Son. But it is the salvation of, uh, of safety and provision mm. and yes. well-being and uh, emotional uh, uh, healing and yes. to be yes. able to not be caught up in chain to the bait of Satan and living the life of fear and hurt and uh, consuming a consumption of themselves being what they're looking at, but instead get their eyes on you, Lord Jesus, and let the Holy Spirit be the one transforming them as you promised. And so we're asking for that now because that's what we're, that's the good news that we're supposed yes. to bring yes. to the world. Our world first. The world that is available to us. Missionary is great and praise God and bless those that are missionaries. But we need to live our lives mm. and not worry about what we're not doing for the Lord, but instead be Lord Jesus walking in our environment, walking as he did, and being there and being the grace that he was and is. And that grace be what draws them, and the goodness of God leads them to repentance. Repentance Mm -hmm. meaning changing their mind about Mm -hmm. God, changing their mind about who they are in God's eyes and who they think they were meant to be or could only be with uh, who they have become and what they have done, that they are not the sum of their mistakes and errors and sin, right. but That's that right. they are who our Lord Jesus saved yes. and that they have that now available and let them just desire, let them, let them drool over wanting to be loved and be accepted mm. and believe what has been done for them in the finished work of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Thank you, Rick. Thank you. Thank you so much. Amazing. There are some things in our life, for me, forgiveness was one thing, to be able to forgive my ex-wife, to walk away from alcohol addiction there are things like that that are so difficult that I didn't have the strength to do it 
I had to do it in the strength of Christ. God, God did it for me. And once again, it comes back to God not showing partiality to any man. He will do it for your son too, Rick. He won't force it on him, but I can guarantee that he will make it available to him to just make that decision, to place it in God's hands as Mm -hmm. I did. You know what? The crux of it, I'll give you the crux of my testimony. I had a conversation in the car with God. This is many, many, many years ago. Well, I'll give you a brief insight into the testimony. I prayed to God. I'd recognized that, like your son, Rick, that I was drinking too much. And um, I was in a running club because I was a marathon runner. But it was basically a beer drinking club that ran. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, that was it. I was doing a home brew of my own, and uh, it was like a very, very nice drop. And uh, yeah, so I, um, I was actually the the, the I was actually uh, telling the my friends who were the runners. They'd come around and we'd be drinking and I would be rinsing the bottles out as I went and stacking them. It was really so that they couldn't keep count of how many bottles we were drinking. And I'm talking about bottles. I'm not talking about glasses. Mm. Um, So I recognized that I was drinking too much and I asked God to help me cut back in prayer. I said, God, you know, will you help me cut back? Um, I, 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 I do enjoy beer. Um, but I know I'm drinking too much. Will you help me cut back? And uh, anyway, I carried on and I, I went on. He, I didn't hear anything from God at the time. But during this prayer, I said to him, you know, if, if you want me to quit, just tell me to quit and I'll quit. <laughs> anyway, from about two weeks went by, two or three weeks, and I went to up to the beach with my daughters. I've got twin daughters. They would have been about oh, 14 at the time. We went surfing and we were camped on the beach. It was quite a remote beach. One of my girls decided she wanted to go up to spend some time with my ex-wife. So I had to drive her about mm, probably 50 miles to a little town called Gympie and put her on a bus so she could get up to Airlie Beach to my ex-wife. So I drove her into Gympie and we had about a two or three hour wait at Gympie because there was no phone reception on the remote beach where we were camped. Anyway, I had to pull up in the street. Uh, where I pulled up was right outside a hotel. I wasn't going to take, and I thought to myself, gee, I wouldn't mind a beer, you know. And I thought to myself, no, I'm not going to take my daughter into the hotel. That's not the right thing. I was dressed for the beach, so I couldn't go into the returned servicemen's club, which was just down the road. So I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll put Elizabeth on the bus and I'll buy a six pack at the takeaway and I'll have a beer on my way back to the camp. And that was my plan. So I put Elizabeth on the bus. I went and went to the drive-through bottle shop. I bought a six-pack. You know, it's illegal. You're not allowed to do it. But hey, you know, there's no coppers up there. So <laughs> I um, I was going to drive back to the camp and drink this six-pack. As I was about to pull the the cap off the six-pack, while one of them, while I was driving, I just the thought came into my head. Pray first, 
And I went, I screamed, I literally screamed at God. I'm the only one in the car. I've got a, a six pack in one hand, the steering wheel in the other, and I'm driving and I'm yelling, that's right, God. I prayed. I, I said to you, uh, I wanted to cut back on drinking and I haven't heard anything. I even said to you that if you wanted me to quit, I'd stop. And I promised. And clear as a bell, God said to me, how good's your word? My word's always good. It's always been good, God. He said, he, and he said as clear as anything, keep it. Oh, wow. God didn't mention anything to me about drink. What he wow. did, he went to the root. He went to the core. He went to the issue. How good is my word? Word, wow. And you know what? From that day forward, I have never had the desire to have a beer alcohol, wine, anything. Wow. Because I didn't do it in my own strength. Mm. I mm. did it in the power of the living God. Mm. That's powerful. Where's that? Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Whoa. I prayed. Powerful. I didn't pray this morning about this, but I prayed last night that our, our Bible studies wouldn't be dry um, mm. because all word without the spirit mm. can, can be like eating breakfast cereal without milk. Um, and I just believe that the spirit just came into our message today more Amen. powerfully than we've experienced it before Thank through you, Rick mainly. And through you, Melissa. It's Thank been you, just Lord. a fan fantastic Bible study. Yeah, I know this Lord. is your first, Melissa, and I know that you're mm -hmm. a very, very busy woman working in the entertainment industry over there in America. But we would love it whenever you get the opportunity to come and join us because you've added so much to this Bible study. Thank you very, very much. I really appreciate your time. And Thank you, you for having me. Rick and Neil. Rick and Elaine, your faithfulness being here just every week. I know that you're busy people too, and it's a, a late. Even even though uh, this is our early session, it's still quite late for you. And we we love you all, and we appreciate you all in, as individuals and as a group in this Bible study. Thank you very very much. And, we love uh, you, I, and thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Father God, we bring this Bible study to a close in prayer. We just worship you, we yeah. love you, we honor you, we respect you, and we thank you most of all for your presence, your presence here in this meeting, that by your spirit you um, bring life, that you bring us your word, and that the aim of this ministry, as it should be for every ministry, is that Lives will be changed for the better by the yes. hearing of the Word of God. Yes. Thank you for it. We'll close this meeting in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father.